Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you on today's Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Atlanta studio, located at the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we will touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today is Marsha Anderson Bomar, uh, the lady extraordinaire, business lady extraordinaire that um, got her hands in a little bit of everything and just kind of want to touch base a little bit. And before I ask her to tell us about, I'm just going to do something that she won't do, and that's kind of send you, tell you a little bit about her as far as some of her awards. Uh, some of the awards that Marsha's received in 2018, she was named Engineering Georgia Man- Magazine's 100 Influential Women to Know. Uh, she was a fellow in February of 2017, American Society of Civil Engineers. 2016, she was uh, uh, in October of 2016, the um, William Wisely Civil Engineer Award, American Society of Civil Engineers. The ASCE William Wisely Civil Engineering Award in September of 2016, American Society. William Wisely Civil Engineer Award, uh, an honor issuer, ASCE. Uh, and that's just some of the stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff in there that, that you have been received awards for. And if you want to talk, tell us about that, I'll let you. But um, kind of want to know a little bit about who is Marsha Anderson Bomar? How did you get to where you are? And tell us a little bit about you. Oh, thanks a lot, Rick. I appreciate the opportunity. So I am uh, an engineer by upbringing, uh, by training and degree. I'm also a planner. And so for much of my career, I had my own planning and engineering firm and called Street Smarts. And we did business uh, not only in Gwinnett and in the Atlanta metro area, but uh, nationally and internationally for about 21 years. Uh, and then I sold that company, uh, worked for the company that purchased us for a while, uh, and then decided I wanted to come back and do something in the community. And so the CID was that next logical step to, to come on board and take the accumulation of, of my life lessons and my engineering background and, and bring it to the CID. And I know most people know, but I'll read it. That's the Community Improvement District, which is, is now Gateway 85, and many people knew it as Gwinnett Village CID. And that's rebranded, and it's just uh, taken off, really, uh, with the new branding. It's amazing. That's correct. So the, the purpose of doing the rebranding was to really begin to tell our new story. Um, the CID was formed because the area had fallen into disrepair. There was blight. There were crime issues. A lot of work was done over a 10- or 11-year period to really transform the area. And it was really time to have a new starting point for the conversation. A lot of great things going on in the district, and we really wanted to be able to to start from that conversation and to to be able to to tout all the great things that are happening now and also the plans for the future. 
Gateway 85 talks a little bit about our physical location, but it also talks about the uh, gateway to opportunity. And it's the gateway to Gwinnett County. I mean, it's, that's the starting point, and everything kind of opens up to the heart of the county from right there. That's right. It's just like your home. You know, if your front door isn't attractive, if you're th you know the front of your house doesn't you show that you're thriving, appeal. exactly, then people don't want to come. So it's important that we're doing well for the rest of the county to, to do well. And you all have put right there at the right there at the entrance of the county, right where Jimmy Carter is, you've got the diverging diamond and I mean everything it just the, the new bridge, it's not so new now, but it I feel like it's new every time I see it. But uh, you know, it's just it, it adds a, a really nice look, aesthetic look to the to the whole area right there. Well thank you. Yeah it is it is a, a landmark. Um, it's pretty easy to tell people where we're located because it is, it's beautiful and it's unique. One of the other things that I think is really significant, um, the CIDs overall uh, have been very involved in beautification of the county. And if you're driving on the interstate and you see a beautifully landscaped interchange, a CID has probably done that. We have four interchanges in our CID area. We have Jimmy Carter Boulevard, Center Way, Indian Trail Road and Beaveroon Road. And when you drive through, you'll see just how attractive they are, how well-maintained they are. And again, it's the front door concept. We want it to be attractive. We want it to be neat and clean um, and inviting so that you want to come and be part of, of our community. Well, and that's, and that's part a big part of what makes our county what it is. We have several CIDs as it transitions from those four interchanges then it moves into Gwinnett Place CID, which again does the same thing on the interchanges. It gives this whole area of this of this central heart of Gwinnett County and business district. It gives it just a special look as you're riding down, and you know people want to get out, want to check it, want to get off the expressway. They're not, you know, they see what else is around here. I agree. And that's the I whole agree. idea. Mm -hmm. And we extend that look beyond the interstate. So if you get off uh, of the interstate and you travel on the uh, the arterial roads like Jimmy Carter Boulevard or Indian Trail, you'll see a continuation of that same landscape palette so that you know that you're still in our district. Ties in with our uh, other branding elements. So we've recently installed new banners uh, throughout the district that, that show our new branding. We're in the fabrication process for our monument signs. So you're going to start to see a lot of things that, that show you that you're in Gateway 85. And those monument signs, I've seen the, kind of the design of them, those are awesome. Thank uh, you. We think so, too. Yeah, I know you do. The, um, I get a chance to ask kind of unusual questions, so I'm going to ask something I've been wondering. How, how did you come up with the, the thought process behind the concept of your logo? Oh, great question. So um, we, we, when we started on the rebranding uh, idea, uh, we solicited proposals, um, and a lot of the uh, the folks who were interested in working with us were people who were in the marketing uh, arena. One of the firms that ended up submitting a proposal were actually urban planners, urban designers, and their approach to uh, to the uh, rebranding was really to look at um, placemaking. So what makes our area special what what is it about us that we want to to hang our hat on to tell our story 
they ended up being selected to do the work with us. And so there were really two parts. One was to come up with an appropriate name mm -hmm. and then that symbol that, that would represent us. And so because of the placemaking mindset, uh, they developed the, the icon that is part of our logo. And what is very interesting to me is we on the inside know what the, the uh, technical genesis of it is. But it's very interesting to ask other people what it looks like to them. So do you want to tell me what it looks like to you? It looks to me like just an opening into a comfort area that is your is your it's, it's like the logo enters into that semicircle. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like a front door. Oh, interesting. Okay. I hadn't heard that interpretation. Some people say it looks like a speedometer. That's because does. we're racing ahead to success. Uh, there are people who've said it looks like a compass. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks a little bit like a compass. The actual lines in the, um, in the uh, element are actually a depiction of I-285, Jimmy Carter Boulevard, Indian Trail Road and Beaveroon Road, and I-85. And then the outline of the properties that are included in the CID. But as you can see, you can create something that is realistic in a sense, but it conjures up some great uh, images for the people looking at it, the people receiving it, and every one of those interpretations is a perfect interpretation. Well, it's what you, in your mind, see. And, you know, having been in this county, and in the particular house that I'm in for 29 years, and in the county itself for about 32, you know, I've watched a tremendous amount of change, especially mm -hmm. in the Jimmy Carter area and the Gwinnett Place area. This whole area through here has been a tremendous amount of change. And seeing that, and because this is my home, it's where my kids went to school, my grandkids are going to Me school. Too. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the more you look at it, the more it feels to me like it's just a very appropriate type of logo. Well, thank you. So thank I, th I think they did a very good job. And it's interesting to see, you know, I did, you know, I could, I can see the highways and, and all that, but it just, what it envisions it as is totally different. It's That's amazing. Right. So That's right. Yeah. It's good to hear the inside of, from you. The listeners can hear what it was actually, the concept behind it was. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask, because it's such a unique logo. Well, thank you. Uh, it looks a lot different than any of the other CIDs or really any of the other cities or anything. It, you know, everybody's trying to get unique. Well, I think you accomplished it. So well, thanks. So that works. Um, now, what is your purpose and how do you actually fulfill your mission as far as a community improvement district? Great question. So a community improvement district is formed uh, to um, help the commercial property owners increase their property values. The reality is when you do that, you benefit the whole community. So by association, all of the other property owners in the uh, boundary uh, see similar types of uh, improvements to their property values. But it's the commercial property owners who volunteer to pay extra tax dollars, which is what funds us, um, our baseline funding, to do good work that, that helps with this elevation of property values. <coughs> Excuse me. So the, um, the four big areas where we do work are beautification, which I've described a little bit in terms of our interchange and, and other landscaping work, security, mm -hmm. 
which I know we'll probably talk a little bit more about, but uh, you know, having an area feel safe and be safe is critically important for people to want to live there, for businesses to want to locate there, Absolutely. for workers to want to commute uh, to their jobs there. Um, and then we do a lot of infrastructure projects. Mobility is very important. And in our district in particular, in addition to the importance of having good um, mobility options for vehicles, we have a lot of people who are um, without personal vehicles. So we also need a really great um, walking and transit uh, opportunity for the people in, in our CID area. Um, and then the last thing we work on is economic development, where we identify opportunities. In our case, it's mostly redevelopment because a lot of the property was developed in the 60s and 70s. Um, so we're looking at a lot of redevelopment opportunities. We have a few green spaces left that we're, we're working on new developments. Uh, but those are the four big pillars where we do work. And it's through projects in each of those categories that we affect change and therefore help raise the property values. Well, you know, and that's interesting. You bring up one thing, it's called the transit, which mm -hmm. is a very big point of discussion with uh, really the whole metro area, but with the, especially with Gwinnett County. That is Because we have been trying to do something about it for so many years, and nobody can figure out exactly what they want to do for so many years. And we're finally looking at seeing some kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. Can you tell us how you've kind of been involved in facilitating that or helping push it along? Absolutely. So uh, about two years ago, the uh, what was then Gwinnett Village, now Gateway 85 CID, Gwinnett Place CID, and Explore Gwinnett, which is the Convention and Visitors Bureau, partnered with Gwinnett County to put together a plan uh, specifically for our area and came up with a plan for what will hopefully be a, a BRT system that will connect us from MARTA up to the Infinite Energy Center. Would you explain to people what a BRT system Absolutely. is? Absolutely. So a lot, of, a lot of people know about things like a streetcar or a trolley. So if you imagine that type of system, but with rubber-tired vehicles, that's what a BRT is. It's not a bus like a traditional bus that you see uh, you know, in the county now but it's, it's a more high-tech version of transportation, just happens to be on rubber tires. I think Salt Lake City, y'all just went out there not long ago, and they have a system that's in place. They do, they have a great system. We also have visited Toronto, uh, visited their system. Jacksonville has a great system. Columbus, Ohio, other, a lot of communities have um, implemented BRT systems because they're very cost-effective. Uh, they provide, um, better express type service than a traditional bus system does, but they can be implemented generally uh, more quickly than a heavy rail system and at a much lower cost. Well, and you know, I know being active in transportation as you are, and I know that uh, our county commission has really, you know, been looking at it a lot. Charlotte Nash has been really behind a lot of it and pushing a lot of it. What, what do you see? Does it look like it's actually going to come to fruition? We're actually going to accomplish something now? Well, you know, we have a referendum coming up in March. Um, I am an elected official, so I'm, I can We're advocate. We're going to talk about that. Right. I can advocate, but I can educate. There you um, go. So, th so I will take that approach in this conversation. So the county commission uh, put together a very um, 
very specific Gwinnett specific contract uh, with MARTA, which the Board of Commissioners approved. What's very significant about it is that the county had spent a good bit of time with their consultants and with the community developing a plan called Connect Gwinnett. And the uh, attachment to the contract, the, the driving document behind the contract with MARTA is that plan. So unlike other places that have become part of the MARTA system where MARTA does all the planning and all the decision making, the contract that the county commission has approved that has subsequently been approved by the MARTA board that will now come to the voters for approval in March does include that plan. So Gwinnett retains control of its destiny, and that's uh, that's unique. And it's um, very and important. It's very important to this community that that we develop the system that works for us. And so that's what you'll find in this plan. And I don't want to remind everybody that March is, is something that they really need to pay attention. They're going to hear a lot more about it. Um, I'm not in politics, so I can advocate, and I do advocate for that system. I think it is something that we really, really, really needed for a long time. And, you know, just the idea of just bringing, quote, unquote, bringing MARTA in, that's not what this is about. It's about developing our own look at it and approach to it and then working with someone that's already established but working with them, not working for them. That's correct. And, and the, you know, one of the significant pieces of this is to have the people who live in Gwinnett who, who need mobility options from Gwinnett to be connected to the regional system. You know, not everybody who lives in Gwinnett works in Gwinnett. There are some connections to downtown, but not everybody works in downtown anymore. People who live here work all over Metro Atlanta. They need to be connected in a way that they can get anywhere in the region. And similarly, we have a lot of people who work in Gwinnett who live in other parts of the region. So that connection to a regional system is really important. Well, it's very much like communication. Communication is, is just, you, it's critical to things working right. Absolutely. Well, transportation is critical to things working right. That's correct. And if you can't make it and you can't get along, you start looking for jobs other places and the jobs go other places. And then all of a sudden your workforce starts shrinking and then you've got more issues. So you need to be able, not just to bring in a workforce, but bring in qualified people that need, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uptick in the type of jobs in Gwinnett County that has gone on over the past five years. And as those jobs continue to uptick and the quality and the, the level of them continue, you're going to have to be able to pull more people in, just like with the uh, education stuff that we have in Gwinnett County, where we're educating the people to be able to put them in these slots for these international companies that are coming in and basing in Gwinnett County. That's correct. It all works hand in hand. Yeah. You know, we have in the CID, at last count, we had about 36,000 jobs in the CID area. A very small number of those jobs are filled by people who actually live in the CID area. Some live close, but people travel from all over. We have everything from entry-level positions, we have a lot of service jobs, all the way up through high-tech, um, very specialized uh, jobs in our area. And it's really important that you have access to talent across the spectrum. You need every, you need every one of those types of jobs to have a pool of talent available. 
you know. One of the best ways to draw an international company or a headquarters or someone like that is to have an active workforce. That's correct. And have access to, you know, they want to know, are we, is there a pool that's accessible that we're going to be able to staff our company? That's right. That's always a very big question. And, and you know, the question is, will the, will the workforce be able to get to our location? How, what choices will they have? So, you know, it's important that you have options. You know, it's the day of everything being uh, car-driven or car-centric just doesn't work anymore. People, people want different options. You know, we have people who commute to work by bicycle. We have people who walk. We have people who use transit and people who drive. You know, and so you need those choices because different people have different reasons for choosing the option that, that they use. And, and if you don't use it, doesn't mean that you have to be against it. I'm the kind of a person that probably would never use. I've used transit in the past a few times, but I'm, I'm one of these people that will probably never use it. But it doesn't mean that I don't think we need it because there are too many people that do need it that may not have, they may not want a car. That's true. And it's, you know, there was a time when transit was, was uh, spoken about in terms of people who couldn't afford a car or people who were were de- transit dependent. Transit now is really for everybody. It always has been. Absolutely. But it wasn't really spoken about that way. There are a lot of people who choose to commute. For example, the Gwinnett County buses all are equipped with Wi-Fi. Well, mm-hmm. if I'm going downtown, I'd much rather ride on a bus, let somebody else do the driving, and I can sit and I can do work. If I want to, I can nap. I can read a book. You know, I don't have to be the one driving all the time. So transit is really an opportunity for everybody. And you know, you may not use it every day, but you may use it a couple of times a week. Um, you may so use it a couple of times a month. I mean, you, yeah. may just, you may just occasionally go to the airport and want to get That's on the correct. transit and go to the airport. That's right. That's right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good option to have, and different people will use it in different ways. Well, I used to travel a tremendous amount. And I know I tried sometimes to go into the doable to get on mm-hmm. the station and get on MARTA to go in. And to, to a great extent, it was really inconvenient to have to go to, to doable to park and then get on and go. You know, and I, w- I would have a tendency, a much greater tendency, to get on and use, re- use the transit to get to the airport if it was a lot more accessible around here and somewhere close where I could park. Right, and you know, Gwinnett County recognizes that, and so you know, obviously that's one of the drivers for wanting uh, a better transit system and connectivity. They're also investing in upgrading the Indian Trail Park and Ride lot to provide better opportunities for people who do want to use transit to have a convenient access point. And that's a great central location. That's just mm-hmm. right across the expressway from my office so in your office there you go so it's just a it's a great location that gets a lot of access to a lot of the county without a lot of difficulty um what are some of the recently probably the most recently completed projects within the cid so we when we do projects we try to do things that uh, layer on to make a lot of good things happen so i'll use an example of um, brook hollow parkway a major corridor in our community. It is a, a, a road that carries a lot of transit traffic, a lot of people walking on that road. Uh, over the course of several years, the CID built sidewalks on both sides of the road, 
all the way from Jimmy Carter Boulevard to Indian Trail Road, which is you know, the, the full length of Brook Hollow Parkway. Over the last year or so, we've added a pocket park uh, near Mitchell Road. One of the important things about that was there's a bus stop that used to be uh, just a couple hundred feet down the road, but mm -hmm. it was on a section of road where it really wasn't particularly safe or pleasant to stand and wait for the bus. And it also created a clog. Yeah, yeah, and so we built a pocket park with some benches and some shade trees and uh, you know, a trash can, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, worked with Gwinnett County Transit, and they actually moved their bus stop to our little pocket park. So now people who are waiting to ride transit have a comfortable, safe place to wait. Further down Brook Hollow Parkway, there's a, there's a creek, and there was really no way to cross the creek. You had to walk out into the road to be able to do that. So we added a sidewalk and a bridge, beautiful bridge, actually, uh, to help pedestrians get across uh, the creek. It was very interesting. The morning that we did the ribbon cutting for the bridge, there was a gentleman who lived right down the street in a wheelchair, and he was coming to the bus stop that was located right near the bridge. And he was in tears. He said, this is the first time I've been able to get to the bus stop safely without having to ride in my wheelchair in the road with traffic. It's awesome. So, you know, some of the projects that we do may sound like they're small, but they're touching lives and they're changing lives and they're really important projects. So that, that was one. Uh, this is planting season, so we're doing a lot of replanting in all of our landscape areas. Um, we have been working on a stormwater project uh, to create a, a stormwater solution for some redevelopment, um, but also have it be a nice park. Uh, we just let a contract for the development of a trailhead and a greenway off of Indian Trail Road in an area that's currently a wetland uh, because the there are a lot of young families that live along Indian Trail Road, and even though the county has two of their amazing 100-plus acre parks in our district, they're pretty far away from Indian Trail Road and, and the families that live there. It's hard for the families to get with their little children over to these parks on a, on a regular basis. So we're building a green space that will be accessible from Indian Trail Road you know, by foot so that the families that live there and the businesses that have employees there who want to get out and walk at lunchtime. We have a whole trail system that will be built, and this trailhead is a, an important part of that system. Those are some great projects, and it's all about making it uh, the great place to live. You know, the live, work, and play, the old motto that's always around. It's, it's all about all of it to be through. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up security, being that I'm in the security business. And um, we do have the security patrols for your CID. And we appreciate that. And, you know, tell us a little bit why security, and you touched on it a few minutes ago, why security in your area is as important as it is. It's not, and I can say it's not because of the high crime rate, and it's not because of the high vandalism rate, but it's all about the way people feel. That's right. So, 10, 12 years ago, there was a crime problem, and a lot of different groups came together, the county and, and you know others came together with the CID to tackle that problem. And it was through a variety of efforts 
that the crime rate was brought down to a pretty low level. Um, I actually just looked at the numbers again this morning, and it's pretty impressive how much improvement there has been. But it is really important for people to feel secure and to know that someone is watching and someone is checking and, and that it, everybody knows that police resources are limited. The police do a great job, and of course, we both have a partnership with the, the local police precinct. And we're very blessed in this county with Gwinnett. Absolutely. So we have, we have the, the several layers. We have the great work that the Gwinnett uh, County Police do. Part of our CID is in the city of Norcross, and we supplement uh, their police force. We pay for patrol in one quadrant of our CID uh, for the, the Norcross police to handle that. And then we, we do contract for private security to make sure that there are patrols throughout the rest of the CID to let the bad guys know they're not welcome. We, you know, it's not that we, we're finding crime everywhere. We're keeping it away, and we're keeping the people safe, the businesses high-functioning by letting, letting the bad guys know that they just don't need to come because if they come, they're going to they're gonna get caught. Crime then, is an opportunity-based profession. That's I mean, right. they, if the opportunity is there for them to be comfortable, then they're going to commit the crime. That's right. And the whole idea, and I stress to a lot of people, is that it's not that you're going to get in there and you're going to fight the bad guys and you're going to be having shootouts or that kind of stuff. The main thing is prevention. Absolutely. Be out there. Be visible. Uh, someone that's going to commit a crime, if, they, if they're, going to com they're, want, they're targeting an area and they see security, they're going to pick another area because they don't want to go to jail. I mean, that's, it's that simple. That's right. The that's chances right. are higher to go to jail if there is active security than if you go somewhere where they don't have security and you don't have to worry about it. That's right. So that's what they do. That's right. And, you know, we know that um, with security patrols, you can't be everywhere all at the same time. So one of the other things that the CID is doing is we're supplementing the patrols with some uh, fixed-place cameras that feed directly to the police department. Uh, we've already had one, in our opinion, a success story uh, with the camera. We had a, some illegal dumping that occurred, and we were able to find the footage, uh, gave the license plate information to the police. Uh, they were able to find the culprit and issue a very substantial $500 fine. Um, and we don't think that person will be dumping in our area again. That's awesome. Yeah. We're getting close. I got so much more I want to talk about. But I want to ask you real quick about something. You also are a business owner. I am. And you're a public servant, elected I official. Am. So just real briefly here in the time we got left, can you talk about what you do as far as your business? I believe it's a restaurant mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, where it's located and also how you're involved in public service. Oh, thank you for asking. So, yes, I do own a restaurant in downtown Duluth on, on beautiful Main Street right across from the town green. It's a restaurant called Four Forks, and we have a – kind of a speakeasy-like bar called Mad Caps downstairs. With entertainment. With live entertainment, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. And uh, entertainment every day of the week from the railroad that runs right behind us, <laughs> 34 times a day. Um, uh, and then I do serve on the city council in the city of Duluth. I'm in my fourth term. I just am finishing my 13th year on the council. And uh, I'd like to think that I've been part of a great team that has helped with all the wonderful development and not just in downtown Duluth, but the parks and the, the other areas of, of Duluth. Well, one of the things I would like to do is, since I've still got so much more we could talk about, 
this may be it. Have you come back at another time, and we'll revisit some of the other things. I'd be delighted. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on my program. Well, thanks uh, it's for been asking. awesome talking to you. You did a lot of good information. And if anybody is, uh, I would say this as far as women are concerned, um, you are probably like a lighthouse for entrepreneurship and what you can do as a woman in business and a woman in life. And if some, if some of these young ladies are out here and they think, well, it's just too much trouble to get involved, I, I, it's not secure enough, I just take a look at Marsha Anderson Beaumont give you a call talk to you look up some stuff on you online you're all over the place online um, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you Marcia how would you, how would they do that whether it be the CID the restaurant personally yeah probably the best way the, the quickest way to find me is to go to gateway85.com my contact information is there and just email me or call me anytime and I'm always interested in talking with the bright energetic, uh, committed individuals who, who are looking to make the world a better place. Well, I, I absolutely uh, understand that that is where your passion is, and it shows in what you do in your business and in your activities. Thanks. Well, I want to thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Marsha Anderson Bomar, for a great, entertaining conversation. And for our producer, Trey, and Mike, wherever he might be. And again, I am Rick Strawn, and remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.